You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode. This is episode 204 and yes, I am your host Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist also known as the podcasting queen. Now my guest today has been on the show before. Mayoko Taylor joined us in episode 188 where he spoke about how to find our amazing. Now just to recap, Mayoko is an author, an entrepreneur and a personal development coach and he helps people find their amazing by showing them how to take charge, how to discover their passion and how to create the life they truly desire. Now, since sharing his own insights with us on the previous show, his new book has come out, Find Your Amazing, Five Steps to Transforming Your Life. And I invited him back on the show today to share some of the insights, including what it really takes to become successful in our life, in our career and in our business how to rid your bad habits for good, as well as how to destroy limiting beliefs that keep you from success. So welcome again to the show. I am. It's a pleasure to be on here, Anne-Marie. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, last time we spent some time delving into the key things that we needed to be aware of, the actions that we needed to take in order to find our amazing. And now, of course, you've got another brilliant book out that really helps us to become successful so that we can reach our greatness, our level of greatness, whatever that means for us. So share a little bit about what prompted you to then go and write this other book? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting that uh, it's just interesting how this book came about. I wanted to do something where one, it wasn't a book that was 300 pages or it was too overwhelming, mm. because a lot of what you realize is is we can only obtain certain amounts of information at one time. So I didn't want to overwhelm people with just a book of a bunch of good information that they weren't able to digest. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to create something that was actually short um, but had actionable steps that people could use as a manual, as a guide, regardless of whether they're um, wealthy or they're um, struggling financially, successful or unsuccessful in their life. It didn't matter. So they can – whatever period they were in their life, they can always refer back to this as a particular manual. And what turned out um, how the book came about is that I wanted to infuse – Everything in my life that I actually have done to bring me to the level of success that I've achieved and actually package it in a book. And that was one of the biggest assignments for me because there's a lot of motivational speakers. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that talk about success and achieving greatness. And the reality of it is, is you're not always motivated. You're not always inspired. And I have an expression and it goes like this. Motivation without action is simply hype. And I think a lot of people are at the point in their businesses or um, periods in their lives where motivation is good, inspiration is good, but they go back home to their realities, whatever situation they're dealing with. So how do I escape? How do I create a daily 
habit or daily activities that is going to bring me to the level of success I desire. So I wanted to be that person in that middle ground, you know, the kind of the, the guy next door that's going to give you a perspective of somebody not only that has reached a certain level of success, but currently lives these principles that are applying these principles to his own life. Mm. Um, so, and that's how the book pretty much came about. And I'm, I'm very pleased with how it, how it actually, um, trend, you know, transpired and how it became developed because these are actual principles and tools that I use in my life now, yeah, every yeah. single day. Mm. Why I love that. And I, I believe what you've just said for me is a breath of fresh air. And I'm certain for many people that are listening to exactly the things that you said, as you were explaining that I'm uh, inside, I was doing cheerleading. Yes, yes, yes. There's so many different mentors that I've, I have had over the years. And if I look back over, you know, 10, 15 years ago, some of the mentors then very much, you know, they were great in what they de delivered for sure. But I noticed myself and the other um, mentees that were there in the program, we're all different, I think. And for some people, we'll listen to something and go ahead, we'll take action and everything just continues to, to blossom along. But for others, it's a little bit slower. There's different things that we need to overcome and I know you're going to talk about that bad habits limiting to beliefs and all those things that when we don't address those and we don't realize that hang on a minute yes you may learn new things you may learn new insights but it's going to be a journey and enjoy the journey along the way embrace the challenges because if you go through those with these techniques and the steps and you just keep at it keep taking those action steps uh, then you will get there how often there's many of us are ambitious I know I am we set our sights so high and our expectations mm -hmm. of ourselves so high that when we don't achieve something we just beat ourselves up and if we let it it can keep us stuck have you had that too Absolutely. over the years? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 I think what most people don't realize when it comes to success is that success is personal. It's personal mm. to you. Everyone's version is different. And I say that so many times in so many different occasions. Everybody's version of success is different. Yes. You have to make success personal. And success is created from the inside out. And that is something that a lot of people miss. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get into that definitely. Yeah, for sure. Exactly what you've just said, I think, is very true. And we take what we learn and then we need to know and understand ourselves, have awareness of, of self so that we can then integrate it, take it on board in a way that fits us. And I'll often do a check-in. I mean, this morning I did um, a check-in where I was, just getting things down on paper and, and into a process that I I know really su supports me and why I'm sharing that is because everybody who's listening uh, there is a unique way that you take in information and the way that you take action so by comparing yourself to other people and what they're doing can often uh, keep us stuck if we are going to judge our success and, and the way that we build momentum on what everyone else is, is doing. Marika, let's start talking about ridding ourselves of bad habits for good. That is something that if there was a clear recipe and a one, two, three, we'd all be doing it. But we all have those bad habits that just <laughs> keep coming, raising their ugly heads. What do we need to start to do? Well, to even attack this uh, the right way, you have to understand the dynamics of a habit. What is it? How is it formed? Um, so... Habits are built up of three components, three major components, triggers, behaviors, and rewards. Mm -hmm. So to understand how a habit is formed, you have to understand those three things. So triggers are the things that 
is that particular that starting point um, that that match that actually lights that flame. So whatever it is, you have to find out what your trigger is, what's particularly setting off this this motion, and from the trigger comes the behavior. So whatever whatever triggers you, then the behavior starts, and then the reward comes to as the end result. So for example, a trigger can be. I often use this example when I explain a habit because it's a very easy one. Um, I don't know if you're into basketball, but the the Golden State Warriors over here in America won the NBA champ- championship. Okay. Yeah. Athletes train so many years, day after day, to reach a level of peak performance. Their major goal in their professional life is to win an NBA championship. If they're a basketball player, there's no greater pinnacle. There's no greater achievement. Um, so based on your, your, your lifestyle or where you may come from, your method of celebration may be different than someone else's. So you train all these years, you work hard and you win this championship. Next thing you know, if you look at the, the news clippings and you look at the videos, the first thing they do after they accomplish this is they start pouring champagne on one another. They start drinking alcohol. Mm. So the trigger is winning the championship. They've achieved this level of greatness. Um, this activity has been accomplished. Okay, so here comes the behavior. Behavior may be the drinking of the alcohol. I'm going to get in my fancy car. I'm going to drive 100 miles down the street and mm. just shout we won. I may go pick up women. All the things that I do to celebrate. I may do some drugs. Um, that particular thing. So the reward is the feeling that all of those things give you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now what's happening is every time you reach a pinnacle of celebration in your life, it may trigger the same thing. It may trigger, okay, I'm going to drink. Okay, I'm going to party. I'm going to do drugs. Yeah. This is how I celebrate. So the trigger is the accomplishment. The behavior is what you're doing. The reward is how you're feeling, and I'm going to say that again. The tri- trigger is the act is is the so the pinnacle, the celebration, the activity. The behavior is what you're doing, and the reward is how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I would imagine then, if you want to change that trigger, I mean, in the fact that this is a good trigger, I mean, obviously winning a championship, having worked so hard for that all those years, that's a good uh, trigger to have. But then the following steps, the doing, the behavior, and, and obviously the reward, we want to start looking at changing that, don't we? Absolutely. And, and and see, I use that because I think it's an example most people can relate to when yeah. I use something that is obviously is not the most resourceful habit that you can have. Most people, when they have a bad habit, they realize the behavior, mm. but they don't realize everything else. Yeah, yeah. So I get a lot of people that come to me and they say, you know what, I've got to stop drinking or I've got to stop procrastinating and this is what I'm doing. That's mm-hmm. the behavior. So what I'm looking for is, okay, what is the trigger and what is the reward? Because mm-hmm. they've already seen the middle ground. Yeah, yeah. They identify the behavior, but what is setting this off? So let's peel back that onion and determine, okay, what is it that is causing this particular behavior to take place? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. And then I would imagine too that if you change the trigger or you change the way in which we uh, experience the reward or, or a different reward, because sometimes the reward can be a negative reward, isn't it? Like for some reason you just get and you just know it, but there's just something that just, you just can't help. Like for instance, um, let me see if I can give an example. Uh, maybe a bad habit is losing your, um, you know, your, um, I can't even think of the word, but your temper. That's right. It's not even part of my psyche. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so if you lose your temper over something, so you've got a short temper, and if you've got a team of staff, that can be quite, um, you know, disruptive for them, and you certainly don't want to lose um, bad staff. So a trigger may be that a staff member continues to ask this is an actual example of a colleague of mine. A, 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 one of her staff members continued to interrupt her. She got so annoyed that mm -hmm. the next time the staff member put her face around the corner to ask a question, my colleague put up her, her finger and went, don't bother asking me. Pretend for a moment that you actually have a brain and go and use it and don't interrupt me for the next half hour, close the door kind of thing. That was her behavior. And then the mm -hmm. reward was, oh, no. I've lost my temper again. I've said something which I just wish I hadn't uttered. Um, but, the re <laughs> but the reward, though, however, the reward was she got her to stop for the moment. Yes, true. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the feeling that, oh, <laughs> she could have done that a different way, though, I suppose. Abs yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ab absolutely. And that's that's what you have to do. You have to determine of course, whether that's a resourceful habit or whether mm. that's a habit that's damaging yes. to you or to anyone else. But most people, they they know for a fact what the behavior is. They just don't know what the trigger is and what reward they're getting out of it. And it's absolutely amazing when you discover those two things, those remaining two pieces of the puzzle, because people are like, oh, my God, yeah. that is what it is. I never realized it that way because most people are not self-aware enough to really figure out okay what it what it is mm -hmm. that's causing these things mm. you know what's setting it off and this is this goes with any particular habit in your life um, whether it's business related whether it's just personal whether it's relationship communication everything there's always and I tell people that sitting on your butt doing nothing is a habit you can develop a habit of sitting on your butt and doing absolutely nothing. So if you're going to develop a habit because we are creatures of habit, regardless, involuntarily you're going to develop habits, then it should we should do a much better job of trying to form habits that we know that are going to be resourceful and going to result in helping us move closer to the levels we want to be in life. Yeah, yeah. Some of those uh, bad habits that we've had, uh, we've been doing for so long that, as I said earlier, it's almost instantaneous. You could just, well, like a click of the fingers. So when we are putting into place different actions, you know, and being mindful of what tr our triggers are, and if there is a case, in the example of my colleague, if she could see that her blood st was starting to rush through her veins, to stop then and get something in place so that she didn't get to the point where all of a sudden she, she was saying things that she regretted later, this can take time, can't it? And sometimes we do need to, for a period of time, make a conscious decision slow ourselves down to ensure that we're making the right steps or taking the right steps the right behavior 
that's different for everybody, isn't it? So while some people can change bad habits to good ones relatively, you know, quickly and what's quickly, you know, in, is, is different to everybody. But to speak a little bit about that people don't give up when they can't change these bad habits instantly or within a week or within two weeks kind of thing. Well, you have to look at it this way. You didn't get that habit overnight. Mm. And I think people fail to realize that since you didn't get that habit or develop that habit overnight, it's not going to be an overnight change. There are some things that we are doing that we can that we can change, it seems, almost overnight. But those ingrained habits, those habits that you're you're talking about that you know you need to change and you're struggling with, they are going to take some time. But I often tell people our brains are the most advanced computers that will ever be made, period. Yeah. And one thing about our brains is whatever we command them to do repeatedly, it's going to retain that information and we're going to carry it out through our actions some way, shape, or form, mm. regardless of if it's true or not. And this will kind of tie us into you know limiting beliefs a little later on. Yeah. But when it comes to you know forming these good habits, once you realize what the trigger is, my question to someone is, okay, what do you think why is this a trigger? Why is this setting it off? And it's usually something a lot deeper than what they realize. So once they figure out what, why this trigger is setting them off, then we can dig a little deeper and start working on, okay, well, why does this bother you so much? Why are you allowing it to? Oftentimes when I'm with a client, it can be something um, just like your, uh, your, your colleague was talking about. Um, she she was tired of hearing this particular employee complain or um, go through that particular sequence, and she just lost her. Mm -hmm. She just lost her cool. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you know that's the trigger, but why is that a trigger? Where does that come from? And oftentimes I'll hear, you know what? It all started when I was a child. Yeah. Um, you know, my father, or my mother, or my brother, or my sister used to do this, and ever since then, this has always annoyed me. So now we're getting somewhere. So it's even further. It's away from the workplace. It's something that happened within your childhood that needs to be addressed. And okay, so why do you feel this particular way? Okay, uh, my brother and my sister used to do this. Well, why did they used to do this? So, so you dig a little bit deeper. And what I'll find is once you get the solution to that and, and, and you really realize what's going on, I go into – um, neuro-linguistic programming in a lot of cases when I deal with clients like that because I go, it takes me back to success being created from the inside out. If you have some things that you're dealing with, some repressed uh, situations, there are literally obstacles standing in your way that you can't see. Mm. And most people don't realize that they're, they're acting out certain behaviors, they're saying certain things, and then it's just like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I really don't know. So it's my job and it, it's my duty to say, okay, all right, now we have to have an emotional x-ray. What's mm -hmm. going on? Yeah. Now I have to ask questions because oftentimes people come to me, Anne-Marie, they come to me and they say, you know, I want to be a better entrepreneur. I want to build my business. And I'll have a conversation with them. And my first thing is, okay, so – Tell me what led you to this point. What led you to me? Um, give me that story from then until now. And oftentimes I'll realize they're dealing with something in their personal life, whether it's uh, 
um, abuse or um, whether it's a lack of self-worth or a lot of different things. And these are the reasons why they have plateaued or they've been stuck and not been able to achieve that certain level of success that they desire. Oftentimes, it's definitely it's something internally. It's usually not anything on the external end. It's internally almost all of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? And it's not till we do have the courage and the support to be able to dig a little bit deeper that we realize, my goodness, you know, this is something that, um, yeah, that I'm, I'm bringing from childhood uh, and it's impacting me now. Let's do talk about the destroying limiting beliefs that keeps us from success because often from things that did happen as a childhood, as a child, we kind of then developed a belief. Well, I'm not going to step out anymore or speak up because when I do, because that situation as a child, I was, you know, talked down and, and, and laughed at. So I want to keep safe. Uh, so I'm not going to say anything. How do we start to destroy our limiting beliefs? Well, we have to, in, in neuro-linguistic programming, we have something called a map. And I like to refer to, not to use the technical terms, I like to refer to the map as your own instruction manual. Mm -hmm. Now, this instruction manual is a representation of you, okay? And this was developed by your parents, your childhood, your environment, your upbringing, um, all the way to your peers to the media, everything has shaped this particular instruction manual that you have. So what happens is, and this is the interesting thing about limiting beliefs, you may have a particular belief and it, it it's believed to be true to you. Now to the external world, it may not be true, but as long as you believe it, it is. Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example. Let's say you feel like all right, I may have a belief that I've adapted, and I'll say all old people are angry, grumpy people. Okay, that's a belief. Mm -hmm. That's my belief. Of course, that's not true. You know, me and you both know that not to be true. I know some very lovely, sweet older people. Of course. But based on an experience that your parents may have experienced when they were younger about older people, um, your peers, the environment, whatever you're surrounded by that has shaped this particular belief, you believe that every old person is just a grump. That's not true in the external world. The reality of it is not true, but what matters is it's true to you. So if you have a belief that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy for success, I'll never make it, um, I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, all these particular things, you may be one of the most gorgeous people someone has ever seen, but it does not matter. Because the, your reality is that you believe that you're not pretty. Mm. Um, you're not worth it. Um, you're not capable of success. So that's what we have to attack. And usually it's going into where did this come from? Because yeah. if we can narrow down where it came from, we now we can deal with it. And that's the step that most people don't take. They don't really stop to st to think, where does this come from? Hmm. Why is everyone? Why does everyone else see something that I don't? Because they actually see the external. They see the reality of it. But 
your mindset and this particular belief has been shaped by years of your environment and possibly um, your, you know, your parents and your upbringing and just different circumstances in your life. It could have been something that happened that created this particular belief. So we have to find out where it happened, why, what it is. And then we can actually start to work on that particular belief and then challenge it with questions. And I often tell people questions are very powerful. Um, if your mind is telling you I can't, immediately you should say, why can't I? Mm -hmm. And then what happens if I do? Or what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, we don't really take the time to question those limiting beliefs. And I, I hammer that into my clients and anybody that I talk to, any speaking engagement that I do. We do not question or challenge some of the thoughts that come out of our minds. Mm, mm. It certainly would uh, have us really open open our awareness to start to even in challenge and one of the things that I learned many years ago and I'm sure you you make clients aware of as well Miyoko is that we will seek the evidence that we need to prove our belief for true even the beliefs that are limiting and they're not supporting and I'll give absolutely you an, mm, let me give you an example often what will happen with women in the workplace and you you might have the same issue in the us too is that women tend to uh, across various industries be paid about 14 percent i believe less than their male counterparts they could have the same experience the same you know qualifications things like that and so uh, you know for me though i've never when I used to work in corporate, I didn't have that issue because I was young and hadn't really been ingrained with that mindset, you know, or that, um, yeah, that, that people, I never knew that. So I would always put myself forward and so forth. But it wasn't until I stepped out into large organizations and speaking to other executives that they said, you do realize that women are paid. And it was like, well, not in my world. It's a, so it's interesting that um, we will then go and seek the evidence that we believe that, that, that you know that that proves our beliefs are true. And how limiting is that? Of course, absolutely. So if I have a belief that I am not worthy of success, I am going. And it's interesting how your brain goes to work because you will find every reason as to why that is true. Yeah. So if if that's the case, if I say I'm not worthy of success. When I say, why am I not, then I put my brain in a different position or why can't I be worthy of success? Now you start to ask that particular question. Now your brain goes to work in a different manner because now it goes to search for reasons why you are. Mm. And it's really it, – it, sound, it sounds very simple, but it's simple and powerful all at the same time. And I, I challenge everybody, just ask that question. Whenever your mind says you can't or someone else says you can't, why can't I? Mm -hmm. And keep asking yourself that question because what you're going to find is your brain is going to start working for you. It's going to start working for you, okay? And then you're going to start to find reasons or find evidence of people that have done it. Yeah. Or, 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 or ways to do it or actions that you could be taking to bring you closer to the things that you want. It is so amazing when you start asking yourself the right questions. And I cannot stress that enough. We don't ask ourselves the right 
questions. We just accept everything our brain tells us. And let me tell you, our brains will tell us whatever garbage that we fed it, Mm -hmm. whether it was for a number of years or whether it was recently. I mean, our brains, our brains are like, okay, well, whatever you tell us, this is what we're going to do. We're going to function according to whatever you feed us, whatever you tell us, this is what we're going to do. So if I'm constantly bringing in empowering questions and not disempowering questions, then my brain is going to go to work that way. And then what's going to happen is it's going to cause a, a chain reaction and I'm going to speak that way. And then my actions are going to reflect those particular thoughts. Yeah, It, it goes in that particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important for you to question yourself in a way that will guide you into taking the, taking action, actions that are going to make a, a, a greater statement and push you closer towards success. Questions are very, very, very important, very important. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things that you said, I mean, everything was just incredible. And one of the things that I wanted to just touch upon it was uh, what you said around uh, being mindful, be careful about what you allow your brain to take in. And that really goes to to confirm how important it is, not only what we say to ourselves and, and our beliefs, but also the environments in which we we travel and that we hang out and how often there are people that are around us that unfortunately have limiting beliefs and they can say things. And we need to be mindful that we don't take that on board ourselves and and take that as a belief that we carry around then. It's so important, isn't it, to be careful. What are you listening to? Who are you hanging out with? And what are you allowing the conversations to enter into your your awareness? Absolutely. For example, I don't watch a lot of news. And I know some people do. I like to be aware of what's going on in the world, but I will, I'm not the type of person that will sit and watch the news and read the newspaper because nine times out of 10, there's going to be a lot of negativity and a lot of things that are going on. Mm. Um, I like to stay abreast of certain situations, world news. Um, but oftentimes a bad news is good news mm. <laughs> when it comes to, to media. So it's important to really be mindful of what you surround yourself with. And I know you probably heard this expression, you're, um, you can only be as successful as the five people you surround yourself with. Sure, yeah. And that's a very, very powerful statement, but I like to take it a step further and say, you should always be the weakest link in your circle. And I heard um, famous comedian Jim Carrey say this, and I didn't understand it until he explained it. And what he was saying is, even him himself, out of his circle or his circle of five uh, five people he surrounds himself with, he's the weakest link. So those particular people have achieved levels of success and have certain work ethics and motivation mm-hmm. that make him feel like he's not doing enough. Yeah. So it encourages him to even take more action. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really, really powerful because if you're around that particular environment, there is no room for there's no room for doubting self-worth um there's no room for not taking action there's no room for having a lack of self-confidence and and you may start out that way but what you'll find is you start to become that environment 
And these people start to encourage you and inspire you and push you and tell you that you can do it. Why? Because they've done that and even more. Yeah. Yeah. So once you develop that mindset, you really transform into a completely different person. I mean, it's absolutely amazing on how effective a great nurturing success driven environment will have on your mindset and your life as a whole. I mean, it is truly life changing. I can't stress that enough. So if you're around someone that is emotionally draining and emotionally damaging, um, negative, they complain all the time. They want to blame everybody in the world for their failures and they don't want to take accountability and they don't want to take action. That is somebody that you want to get very far away from. Mm -hmm. Yes. For sure. Or something, because mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a person. It could be something that you're watching on television. It could be, um, I, I'm really, really uh, a an enemy of reality TV or what they call reality TV here in, in America. I don't know how it is in Australia, but we are flooded here mm. with reality television, which is not really reality. No. Um, <laughs> And <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's just it's it's just so negative. It's drama all the time. It's uh. people fighting. It's people pulling each other's hair. It's um just a whole lot of violence and a whole lot of animosity and different things going on. And it's not really productive to what you're really trying to do. How often have you picked up a book and to to read? Are you sharpening your skills? Are you mm. really doing the things? that you need to, to add more value to your life and potentially the life of others. Um, I know this is, this is about business and I know you interview a lot of people in business, but these are things that are very important. That's going to help you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, oh, it's because, vital. If, mm. because if, if you're surrounding this particular, if you're surrounding yourself with this particular environment, how do you think that's going to affect your business? How do you, how do you think that's going to affect your relationships with your clients, um, your brand? I mean, that affects everything inside out just like i said before mm -hmm. inside out the inside has to be intact if you want to truly add value to other people yeah oh look absolutely i think it's vital and uh, all of the things that you start to notice that cause you like for me i don't watch the news either every now and again like yesterday i did and before long especially when they talked about various politicians and the word innovation and politician government in the same sentence makes me just want to laugh out loud you know and i it, you, i do i literally turn into this person i have no idea and i start yelling at the tv and it's my my family kind of goes you know but because it does and then you just realize you know what i'm just not going to even allow myself to be uh aware of that because yeah those are just things that are best left um because you can't change you can't change others but you certainly can change the way you allow things to affect you and for some instances you just don't allow yourself to to even have them become part of your awareness. Bianca, how can people find more uh, about the book? How can they get a copy of the book? And of course, find out more about what you do. They can uh, go to my website, www.miyokotiller.com. That's Mary E-I-Y-O-K-O-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. The book is actually available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Um, I also have a digital copy that they can actually get, and that's uh, at www.miyokotaylor.com slash findyouramazing. Um, they can actually go to that link there and purchase it directly. And I'm on, also on social media via Twitter, 
uh, Miyoko Taylor, and Instagram under the same name, Miyoko Taylor. They can also find me on Facebook um, at official Miyoko Taylor. And um, if you do get a response from me, that is 100% me. Um, I answer to all my comments myself. And um, I just really try to stay engaged with um, my audience. And um, I, I just love helping people. I love adding value. And I, my mission is to really show other people that it doesn't, you don't have to be this, um, in this particular audience of this many people going to these expensive seminars and conferences. There's actually somebody out there like myself that is truly dedicated to helping you reach success on your own terms, you know, creating your own version of success. Mm. So um, I hope I said something to add value to the listeners. And um, I always enjoy coming on the show and um, I have a good time. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for coming on the show again. Thank you so much, Emery, for having me. And um, if there's anything you need from me, let me know. And to all the listeners, uh, before I go, I definitely challenge you to um, take that action on that one thing that you've been avoid do avoiding doing. That one thing that you know, if you did right now, will change your life. You know what it is. I don't have to know what it is. But whatever it is that you're holding back on doing, do it. Fantastic. Hi, this is Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to this interview and have often thought about how awesome it would be to have your very own podcast, to share your message in a much bigger way so you become known as an influential voice in your industry? But the thought of having to learn all about podcasting technology, the gizmos, the gadgets, well, that just seems too hard. I get it. You know, I recently won the best podcast in Australia in the business, marketing and entrepreneur category, and I still use a free and simple audio editing software that was so easy for me to learn nine years ago when I first started podcasting. Now, if you're a purpose-driven, service-based business owner with a desire to make a difference in the world, I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where I share with you the key things you need to know to stand out, be heard and influence your audience from your very first podcast. And I'm also going to give you access to my podcast production workflow and no cost and low cost tools, the simple way to help you get started. Now to access my podcasting with purpose mini training, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's www.annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have been inspired and empowered by what Mayoko was talking about today. Please reach out to him and get a copy of his book. As we said, all of the things that we were talking about today about um, creating better habits, destroying our limiting beliefs uh, that really are keeping us from success. Once you deal with those, once you get better empowering beliefs to support you, that's when you can step out and make an impact in the world with your gifts and, of course, with the brilliance that you're sharing in your business. If this is the first time you are joining us, thank you so much for um, spending time. Please subscribe to the iTunes channel if you haven't already. Every single week we have another great guest like, just like we did this week. AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com forward slash AES iTunes. AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com forward slash AES iTunes. And of course we are available on Android. Have a fabulous week everyone. Bye for now.